Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Uh, it was special. Um, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, as your career goes on and, and you know, you play a lot of games, uh, you don't remember all of them, but, you know, this is a night that uh, I remember forever. And, you know, it's special. I think it's a moment, uh, you know, obviously I haven't getting recognition, but it's a moment for me to, to thank and recognize all the people that have um, helped me get to this point in my career and to get here in general. And, you know, I think that's something that doesn't get enough recognition when is your support staff that you have around, not support staff, but your support system that you have in place. And, and for me, uh, they've been my, my family and, and my close friends have been my biggest supporters and some tough times that I've had early in my career and, and throughout that uh, they, they pulled me through and um, allowed me to come out on the other side feeling good. And Nice pregame ceremony for the captain mm-hmm. yesterday on uh, uh, celebrating a thousand games as a Boston Bruin. Did Very they nice. give him anything like a car? Or? Uh, there was no car. Uh, he had a cool him, jacket. Uh, mm. There were the whole family was in the jackets, mm-hmm. and the Don Sweeney gave him the old silver stick. Oh, uh, and we're gonna then, get you a silver mic. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Cam presented him with a painting right. uh, that had been done. Well, so that's nice, uh, very nice ceremony. His and, wife's bag was taken from her when they entered. <laughs> yes, and, it was. It was cute um, behind the bee when they had his his son and daughter come in to talk about the starters and you know announce him in the in the dressing room. I think yeah. that's cute when they no, bring was... the family, make the family involved. Well deserved. And then Jeremy Swayman went out and uh, and got him a win. I mean, why, why? Shyam, how many saves? What do you have? Forty one saves. Forty three. Uh, Forty three. Yeah, so. it was. He was standing on his head for as much as doing as much as he could. And Brick kept saying on the on the broadcast that he must be frustrated with how many shots he's facing. Like it is wild. Uh, night and day, how different this defense is compared to how it ha- how it was last year. Yeah, like they are just they don't pr- block as many shots. They're not getting sticks to pucks. Like the goalies are having to do a ton of work. Yeah, I mean, I would leave uh, Charlie McAvoy out of that discussion at least sure. yesterday. But Lindholm is like a shell of himself. What he was, uh, he's, he's often in the wrong position. It appears to me. So is that uh, your biggest need now moving forward? Because originally it was scoring, scoring, but it seems like now every time we talk to Mike Milbury or you know Shime comes up with his his theories, it's more about their their defense. Well, I don't know what when you say need. Like, do you feel like Don Sweeney got burned last year when he went out and went nuts at deadline time and it didn't pan out? Like, do you think that they're they're internally looking at it like they're going to do that again? Yeah, but then you can't. Then it's similar to their approach, right? So their approach is now because we got burned, we're now not going to take a team that has a, a real realistic chance 
That's and what add I'm to it. You is like I'm asking. I don't you. think I don't think you should. I don't think you should let it affect you at no, all. No, they, they they both Sweeney and Neely need another title. Yeah, I don't think it should affect you at all. You should be doing everything in your power to say, okay, how can we get better and how can we put ourselves in a legitimate position to to win a Stanley Cup. And you missed out on the best thing that he got. X Bear saying you got a custom Rolex. Ooh, oh they wow! Didn't, they didn't show that. Um, wow, I, I, I just, don't think. I just looked that it up. There's a, there's a yeah. uh, photo. McAvoy yeah. bringing out a custom Rolex. You just don't give Rollies out like that. Yeah, Nothing. That is very better than nice. a car. That's what they give. I mean, that's what they give you. Like on the 25 years of when you've been with a company for a long time, they used yeah. to give you a watch. Uh, that's not, not a Rolly, though. <laughs> Well, like well, a Timex. I'm for you, Timex. Might yeah. be good. Maybe yeah. a Swatch watch. I'll take the Maybe an Apple watch. When I I got, give me the Rolly. Right when I got to 10 years, Ken took away a week of work. It was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here is Derek, the Steelers fan. Hello, Derek. Well, good morning, everybody. What's going on? Hilltog, I'll tell you, with this school break... I've uh, entered the world of your stream on YouTube. Ah, you look good, kid. Uh, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> what up, Derek? Hey, hey. <laughs> Curtis, it's all relative, guy. All right. He <laughs> looks true. good now. <laughs> so I, I got to tell you, I, this this whole dynasty thing, it's just, it puts to bed more of the narrative that people wanted to put out around here. First of which is Killdog. I was right all those years ago on AAF when I told you Pretty was Doc Leonard's first celebrity client. That's a guarantee that that happened. Can we put that to bed now? I, I mean, because I, that that kid's had more work than the Dolly Parton ever will. I mean, good Lord above, okay, Curtis. Can we talk about the football part of it, the drama part of it? Not Tom he's, Brady, addi- not, he's not addicted Tom- to plastic surgery. It's it's crazy. That that's the other thing that I love is the whole hate us because they ain't us narrative was buried, buried, because these people were a mess. And I'll give you this, Curtis. You're right when you say it's amazing that they continued to win at the level they did when they were all fighting over the glory. Right. They all fell in love with the red carpets and the bright lights of the cameras. And the biggest one of them all. The biggest offender of them all, drunk guy Bobby, is still in love with it. Still can't get enough of it. I, I It is, Curtis brought up the dysfunction last week, and it's mm-hmm. tough to talk about this until you really get into it, but the, you know, the dysfunction that came with whether it was Bill's letter to Donald Trump or... Uh, the, 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 but can just on that, Greg, like the, the way that they focused on those things, but omit a relatively major international story relating to the owner of the football team is all you need to know about who had final say. You don't think that Apple would like to discuss that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk yeah. about salacious. You don't think, uh, Curtis, Curtis, you people can't even run your cameras when you go to the stadium. Of course he has final say. The guy's a control freak. You can't even do a normal show down there without this guy telling you you can't bring your cameras in. I mean, there's so many. They're just at the end of this. There's so many things that Mm -hmm. you can point to and say that was the reason for the end of the dynasty or that was the reason. A long way, Hill Dog. A long way back to the top, kid. (laughs) Enjoy this little documentary because it's going to be a long time before you see that again.
<laughs> Derek, thank you. I mean, I you know. So they what's get the stuff, issue? Like that, then? Robert Kraft stepped in and and uh, allowed Alex Guerrero to come back. Right. So all right. I mean, so, that's th- that's on him, right? I mean, that's going against your head coach, right? Yeah. Well, so, the, actually, the real answer to all of this would have been to put the three of these people in one room and say, "Hey, you're both under contract. You're both the best at what you do. Let's figure this out." That, I don't think, to my knowledge, was never done. Doesn't that's seem what, like it. That's what a true leader does, right, Greg? I mean, if there's an issue, bring the people in the same room, bing, you know, either fix it or you don't. Yeah. Th- doesn't it seem like, and like I said, I haven't got as far as you guys have gotten, but as things start to trickle out, it seems like the only guy that really kind of stayed the same on how he perceived <laughs> things... Was Bill. Was Bill. <laughs> yeah. Right, because Tom got to a point where he let... The way Bill coached him, he let it frustrate him towards the end of his career mm-hmm. and then didn't want to be coached that way when you had no issues with it for 15, 16 years. So that frustrated you. Then Robert got frustrated with Bill's the way Bill did things at the end when you had no kind of issues on how he – I mean, you had issues, but you didn't let it get in the way of things. But it almost seemed like as it got later on into the dynasty or towards the end, they let the other things or affect them rather than say, okay, let's work this thing out and continue to, we know what everybody is. Let's work this thing out and continue to see how great we really can be with this dynasty. That to me is what I get from this. The one guy that relatively was the same, yeah, he changed a little bit in how he talked to the media, but the way he treated people and kind of doing the things he did, who stayed the same was Bill. But but they all change. Success does that. I mean, Bill was not the same person after six Super Bowls as he was before. But he still kind of was coaching the same way. He still was riding guys' ass paws. He still was making guys <laughs> feel uncomfortable. Right? He wasn't making guys feel uncomfortable. The Matt Castle episode, Matt Castle talks about how Bill was really uh, encouraging to him. No, no, and, no, but and, I'm just and, talking and about Bill, his, his, but, overall, his overall way he coached. But we always say now, when it, especially when it's Mac Jones, and how he doesn't change his, the way he coaches just because Mac Jones may need something different. Back then, it did seem like he did that. And he says it himself. He goes into how, you know, you should coach guys the way that that, that makes sense for them because mm-hmm. you're going to get the best out of them. He doesn't do that anymore. Well, I, what do you mean in that do way? Do you think like, that the way he coached Mac Jones was beneficial to Mac Jones? No, but he co- he's been coaching the same way he's coached from I'm day one. I'm telling you, when you get to that episode, he says he doesn't. He says that he, he, he is different with every guy in the way he coaches. But he's always been different with every player. I'm saying right now he's not. Uh, well, so he is or he isn't? I don't get it. I'm confused. He was back then. He's not anymore. So he didn't coach Mac Jones, Mac Jones differently? Uh, no, I don't think so. But we all we all felt like he did. No, I think that we all felt like he, Mac Jones needed somebody that gave him support over and over again, and Bill's not that guy. Right, but we and know. he didn't cater to what Mac Jones needed. But we know why he changed with Mac, because the way Mac went behind his back. I just think that. They had an awful lot of success because of not one person, but the entire group, the, the every player that was in and out of there, the coaches, the owner, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And when they all embraced that, then everything was great. When 
any individual in that group started to think that it was all them, which I, um, Curtis, you're saying, I guess that happens with success. No, I mean, I'm not um, saying it's, you're not, you're absolutely right about that's, this. That's when it changed. And, right. and it, and it was, it, it wasn't one person mm-hmm. I, like the whole, you, um, you, we'll have to talk about this at the end, but the whole entire thing, in my opinion, is essentially set up to make Bill Belichick the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But the- hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. So I'm saying he never changed though because he didn't. It, it never changed. Like he every, didn't. it's one thing when you're bad and you go, okay, now it's bad. And but even at, when Brady went on the 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 podium and said, "Go talk to Robert about his money," that was basically a year after they or right after they just won a Super Bowl. So it wasn't like it was bad for this period of time. And and talk. But he wasn't saying go talk to Robert about the money. Like I can't. I can't tell you. No, no, no. But was, no, but what? I'm saying I, for me, I think that, and this is where I kind of like, as somebody who played for Bill and played in the league, like I don't get, like this guy coached you this way for X amount of years. Then you get to a point where it's like, oh, I don't want to be coached that way no more. And I'm like, well, what? Wait a second. I don't think it was how he was coached. So I then, think what it was, was it? I think it was that he wanted to use his own training staff and changed how he was recovering from injuries. And I don't even think that was a problem until the the sort of gospel of, of Guerrero was being spread around to other high-profile players. Mm-hmm. That's the issue for me and for Tom and Brady, for Tom and Bill. And I would say my biggest takeaway from the series is that if Tom and Bill were just together without money, without anything, they're incredibly similar in their drive to win. I believe there is more in common between Belichick and Brady than there is between either of them and Kraft. Yet Kraft would have you believe that he was the one, you know, keeping everything glued together. And I just find the the way in which this entire process was done to be beneath Robert Kraft. That you have six Super Bowls, why do you need to taint anything? just because you want to change how people view. Because guess what? Boston sports fans know how they feel. They don't see one thing and immediately go, oh, you're right. People here have a certain belief, and they stick with it. Yeah, I mean, somebody in the Twitch chat says that we've turned into uh, a giant Bill uh, apology blame craft show, which I don't – I mean, I I felt the way I felt the entire – entire time about it. I haven't turned into that. I I think that if Greg leaves tomorrow and Wiggy Courtney and I sit down and just talk about all the things we didn't like about you (laughs) without actually discussing how you've helped our careers, you would like us less. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're talking about. Once you see this, even the first two episodes, it's the postpartum rewriting of history 
that bothers me, and I think it will bother a lot of Patriots fans. And can yeah. I just say something? There's so many people that are like, stop talking about it. You're spoiling it. We're not spoiling anything. We're talking about, you know about Spygate. You know about Deflategate. Yeah. You know about all of these things that happen within the dynasty. There's going to be an episode about that. Everyone knows who Aaron Hernandez is. That's not a spoiler. Yeah, no, I mean, it's difficult to talk about certain things that are revealed and we're trying not to. It's difficult to have a discussion uh, when you know what the end is. Like, it's difficult to talk about Tom Brady saying, go ask Mr. Kraft. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're thinking that that's about money. In my mind, that's not what it's about. Yeah, see, I haven't gotten that far, right. so I don't. So that, that's, yeah. that's not. I what think it's I'm only about. at like episode four or yeah. five or one of those. Right. I, I just look at the overall and basically just like viewing it from being being there and and being part of it and going. Okay, I understand the whole Guerrero thing, and I had, like I said, I haven't got as far as you got, but I think Bill's biggest concern wasn't, and this is just from knowing people, wasn't that guys were going to Guerrero, guys were going, saying to the Patriots training and strength and conditioning staff, no, I'm not doing that, right. I'm not going there, because, and that's where what frustrated Bill more than anything and saying, hey, listen, you could use him, but you got to take care of your responsibilities on what the team trainers and team strength and conditioning coaches are talking about. And we saw that kind of a little bit in the Brady-Tom versus time when Edelman and it might have been Amadola, but I can't, when they were in Wyoming and go, well, just because you don't lift weights means that we can't lift weights. It's just different. And I think Part of that whole issue was the way Guerrero looked at things versus the way Bill had done things for all those years when it came to training and strength and yeah, conditioning. I coach. just think it's odd. I agree with Curtis. It's odd to try to rewrite history. And for 20 years, it was Bill. It was Tom. It was the way Bill brought players in. It was the way Tom played football. It was the, the way that uh, everybody went out there and did their job, and then now suddenly, for whatever the reason, it's turned on a dime, and it's like, let's all point our finger at Bill Belichick because he was such an awful meanie. Like, I, I it, it, it wasn't that way for 20 years. Well, or, uh, uh, so who do you think the reason is? But go back and listen to what Robert Kraft said the day he fired Bill Belichick, knowing what he has said in this documentary was already in the can, already about to be released. Like, isn't that like almost serial killer? Like crazy? Like, <laughs> he, you know how he feels now. He said those things about Bill Belichick, knowing that we were all going to watch and hear his animus for the guy in three months. Can I ask yeah. this question, or is it too much? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you believe? You can say that every day, by the way. But go ahead. Yes. Who do you? believe because i haven't seen as much as you have who do you believe is the because the the real crumbling of the dynasty is when brady leaves so who do you believe is the reason why brady left or wasn't able to come back for another three i believe tom brady left on his own because I think he didn't want to be coached by Bill Belichick. Don't anymore. spoil that Brady left. People are still wondering. <laughs> um, so then, because you asked the question, 
Yes. Uh, the, uh, the main so culprit you can blame, of... You can blame Bill Belichick for that if you want. That I think that's what Robert Kraft wants to do now, revisionist history. He wants you to blame Bill Belichick for Tom Brady leaving. So then you have but, to blame Tom for he, not... Well, you can... Uh, Tom could have stayed if he wanted to, but he didn't want to stay, in, in my opinion, with Bill Belichick coaching. See, then that's who I would blame for the crumbling of the dynasty. Who? The guy who leaves. Because if you co- if you have been coached for uh, now, uh, you're not going to be in. You weren't invited to be in in the dynasty. Now you're not going to be invited back in, oh, in, in June on Brady. I, hey, listen, I, I got number love for Tom, and yeah, he knows clearly. that. He knows that, and you know, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for okay, MFK, Kraft, Brady, Bill. You got to answer. <laughs> but I look at it like this: you were Wiggy co- won't even say a man's handsome. You, <laughs> you would coach. You've been coached for. I so- would marry Tom, make up sex with Bill, and kill Kraft. <laughs> I would. Uh, I'd marry Robert because he's the billionaire of the group. Smart. So that's that's kind of <laughs> the way you, you want to do it. You look what happens yeah. when you marry a billionaire. It always turns out well for you. Mm. I. I. That's why I ask. How bad is it that you get coached for this way for so long, and then all of a sudden you can't take that no more? Mm-hmm. That's what I would ask him. Is it real? Was it really that bad? Well, like, it was. I guess uh, over. His soulmate. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 